Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, I am your host. This episode we're talking all things sport. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, we release, we release a couple of racing podcasts every single week. We've released one on Sydney and one on Melbourne and this one we're going to be talking all things sport and punting on sport. Um, league, AFL, Wallabies, UFC, it's all happening this weekend. It's a huge weekend in sport but... Um, of course, my Manly Sea Eagles are in a preliminary final as well tomorrow, and Tom's got his Storm as well uh, in the final as well against Panthers on Saturday. Uh, as I throw to you, Tommy, as I take a bite of my Zupa Dupa. What flavour? Coca-Cola. What's your go-to? You're, you're a Fairy Man, Floss I'm, guy, I, eh? I like Fairy Floss, but I, those sour ones that they brought out as well... Um, <laughs> I Game thought that was, yeah, very underrated. I very think, underrated. I think I've got like, I have many bad addictions in my life. And I think one of them has always been soft drink. I've always loved soft drink. But I have had at least one Zupa Dupa every single day, I reckon, for so many years. And I, I fucked up the other week and bought the no sugar ones. They're no good. No good. No. Don't taste any good. Um, I'm a big Coke guy, black currant, but now I've seen to like them all. And then you, you kind of get to the end of the pack when you just left fucking orange and yellow and stuff there. Um, <laughs> fuck. No, nah, mate, I, I don't mind an orange one. I, I think the yellow and greens are a bit... Oh, yeah, green's they can, sick. They can go away. No, I'm not a green man. Oh, but um, today, today it was super-duper weather. Like, it was the first real day. Like, I jumped in the car after work and just went, oh, here we go, yeah. It's been... Uh, Sitting in the sun all day, could have easily gone to the beach this afternoon. Uh, we weren't in lockdown, but it was, um, yeah, sun's starting to come out. And then just the uh, massive sport we've got on the weekend as well. It just, um, just reeks of spring. I tell you what, I've got a pool now and it looks fantastic with the Zupa Duper out there. So we'll have to give that a whirl come sun. Going to get a bit warmer. But Coe, you're a Zupa Duper man, I assume. Oh, mate, who isn't? That's just childhood, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Like, fuck. Yeah, and chuck a little bit, just, of, bit of plastic in the, in the sink for mum. Well, well <laughs> wind back the clock, boys. Like, uh, how good are Zuba Dupas? I mean, I'm anticipating uh, tunners, budgies, poolside. There'll be a few podcasts shot from there, I'm assuming, in the uh, coming weeks. Uh, but, yeah, boys, it's, it's, it's real heating up. It's, it's good. This is what we want to see. Um, I think I think that's come like a. It's been really good year for us, especially because obviously Kohai and myself, diehard Manly, Tommy Storm, beginning of the year. Tom's had a pretty easy run, right? Melbourne keep winning, breaking records, no brainer, whatever. Yeah. Me and Kohai had a fucking terrible couple of weeks with Manly at the beginning of the year, but we've come back to the business end of the year, and our best, our favourite teams are in. So. Fucking pumped. Um, so we have... Well, let's just talk about the games from last week before we go into a bunch of stuff. But Manly pumped the Roosters last week. I know that you both said that it was going to be close and happy to take the line, whatever. From memory, I think I said Manly 13+, plus, even a little play at 30+. plus. Um, I had a bet on 30+, plus and chucked a few in. If Ruben Garrick just scored, I think I could retire. Um but that was pretty brutal. But Manly, obviously, the Chooks, you know, missing a stack of people. But we did win 42-6. to six. Tommy obviously got himself um, a couple of tries. But even Kieran Foran, even Daily Cherry Evans, everyone was pretty doing real well. Morgan Harper redeemed himself. But And I, look, I, no hard feelings with the Roosters. I don't mind the Roosters. Um, they had a stack of people out. But it's what you want to see, 42-6, to six, don't you reckon, King? 
Oh, don't we all? Like, I mean, I, I genuinely thought it was going to be a closer contest, but um, I think they did what I wanted to see. So they started strong, fast out of the fucking boxes. Uh, they meant business straight off the bat, and that's what we wanted to see. That's something that we haven't seen for, yeah, over a month, essentially. Uh, so that was good to see. All the boys showed up. Um, yeah, what, what more el- What what else could I really add to that? It's just they achieved what we needed to. We've got to a preliminary, which will be tough this weekend, but very proud of the boys. Tom, as a non-Manly fan, what did you make of the game last week? Yeah, it was a bit – you sort of want a bit of a closer one. We got that on the Saturday game. But, um, yeah, Manly were good. But uh, the Roosters sort of had a couple – you could tell they just hit the end of the season. Like it um, finally caught up. To them, all the injuries, being away from home, um, just bloody new players. But they'll be a lot better team next year. Look, Kiri back, Sawali, um, and a few others. Even all these young guys that have had a bit of time um, in first grade now will really enjoy it. But yeah, mainly were good. But I, I, I thought once once you guys got that penalty, Ikavalu hitting yeah. Tommy off the ball. And then you scored from that. It was all over. It was just you could just tell like um, Manly were on fire, and yeah, Roosters weren't catching them. I really one, liked one thing. Yeah, go. One thing that I really did want to see. I mean, I, although we were facing them, was uh, good old Joshy Morris score get over the line. But I mean, he got the ultimate send off um, in terms of he had such a good career, and he was just a a good player to just have in the game, wasn't he? So, I mean, it was sad to see him go, but, I mean, I'm happy the boys got up. Um, a really good try, I thought, was um, Tommy's second try. When we made that break, and I think we were about, we played the ball about a metre out, and Tom came flying. It was impossible to tackle him. So, I love that from a fullback. Don't you reckon, Tommy? It's not just not just a, a forward on the burst. You've got Tommy just flying in there. No one's going to stop him. Yeah, and... Um... There are a couple of really good ones, like the Billy. I heard Cooper Cronk and Matty Johns talking about it through the week. The the Jake Jake um, just hold off pass for yeah, yeah Tommy, for Tommy coming in there. Deforin. It was it was so sick. Yeah, I've watched that Billy Slater Cooper Cronk try in that 2012 Grand Final about a thousand times. Exactly, you're never sick of um. Yeah, it was exactly the same. It was just. Looking at going wide, and then even the way Cooper Cronk just described, like how how to hide a fullback behind you, it was it was really interesting. And I think um, Manly will have a few tricks for South this weekend as well. That's right. So forty-two to six, um, it was a good win, but obviously against you know, injury-ravelled Roosters, we we take on South tomorrow. The other game was um, Panthers and Eels. So Panthers got up eight-six. Um, I thought the Eels were enormous. I even tipped them, had a few bets on them too, 1-12. to 12. But um, Kurt Capel scored for Penrith and Wunga Blake scored for Parramatta. What I found really cool was the massive bombs that either both halves were putting up and the fullbacks were in all sorts trying to catch that with the massive lights in their face. 8-6, um, generally you might say, fuck, it must have been boring. That was probably the most entertaining game I think I've watched this year. Um, the fact that the Storm get to play the Panthers after they just got bashed and battered for fucking 80 minutes. You must be pretty happy to see that, Tommy. Yeah, it's a perfect game to watch as a Melbourne fan, but Penrith will, Penrith will be coming um, real battled hard and after two pretty tough games, but you're right, mate. Like, it was it was really, really exciting game to watch. Uh, not a lot happening. I, I just 
couple of times when Ray Stone, I felt for him. I I normally don't get too animated unless Melbourne are playing, but I, I was shouting. I was shouting at poor old Ray Stone and just felt really bad for Parramatta. Um, I, did th- I didn't think they got all the calls, but uh, you have to remember Penrith got three tries taken off them. Um, yeah, and I thought they were hard, like that that trainer call that now they've got $25,000 in the trainer band for the yeah. year. I thought that was really tough because just any time Parramatta looked like they were going to get on a run and you thought they were going to score, they um just something something crazy like that kept happening. But they didn't, actually didn't look like scoring a try, funnily enough. You felt that they were going to, but you go back and watch the game – it was they scored that one off a kick, and that looked like the only way they could score a try was from a kick. Um, so I think I, I don't know if it was just Penrith's defense was really good or Par- Parramatta was so tired because they were defending their line so much. But yeah, the right team, right team got through. So yeah, I feel really bad for Parra, but good way to end their season. They'll end it on a high with that. Yeah, they sure did. They um, yeah, it was sick. Yeah, eight six. Yeah, you can't ask for more. But um. Coey, I was going to mention, I was mentioned you just before we hit record, these Dally M's. So the Dally M's were split over two. The first night of the Dally M's were just fucking pointless things like try of the year or tackle of the year or whatever. And then next week it's the actual awards. I was, I I flicked it on. I hated it. It was like Braith and Lara Pitt, don't get me wrong, big Lara Pitt fan. But Braith and Lara Pitt hosting, then throwing to the NRL 360. Sorry, Jesse Yates was hosting with Braith and then throwing to Lara on the NRL 360 set. It just seemed a bit of nothing. They did a couple of Zoom calls with like Cleary and stuff. But it, compared to the Brownlow, they've gone backwards big time. Oh, mate. Like it was like you pretty much just summed it up perfectly. It was just, it was such a nonchalant event. It was just like, why, why splitting it in two? Like, I. <laughs> It made no sense. Like, I, where to start, really? The coverage itself was, A, disappointing. Yeah, and, yeah, big boring. Lara, Lara Peer fan as well. But, I mean, it was just – there was nothing doing. It was just like, oh, yeah, they're just standing around, having a yarn, call a couple of people. Here's your award. Well done. Move on. Next. Did, did next, you, did, next. You, did you see the promo of, like, Michael Jordan, whoever, and then it was, like, DCE. I'm like – Oh fucking hell! You can't really be chucking DCE in the CE. Yeah, same no, I mean that's a conversation. What's what's doing there? But regardless, that Dally M's, I, I thought it was a shambles. I, luckily, it didn't. It, it almost felt like it was. It wasn't that long, but it felt like it was dragging. And you don't want. Did that you watch it off the off the bat? Not off. Not all of it. Now I watched the highlights, but people <laughs> on Twitter were fucking having a screaming yeah. match over it. So. I know the ins and outs of it, but like, you, uh, imagine watching the thing. It'd be like grass growing. Yeah. Like it, nah. It was pretty ordinary. Not- the, 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 I guess the interesting thing is that the following day, I think it was, Munster put up a picture or her, like a cutout of um, Olam saying, I don't normally do this. I don't normally rant, but my boy Juzzy um, is dead set. Yes, he is top three center in the game, blah, blah, blah. Um, Obviously, Agreed. everyone jumped on board. I even jumped on board. Everyone else did. And then the next day, the NRL come out saying that it was an admin error that he was overlooked. And I think the original centers they had was like um, Joey Manu. God, I can't even think. I don't even know who the others were. But to the to the fact that yeah, the fact that you leave 
old, to me, if you said who's the best center in the thing, you just go to like the top teams, right? And you just look at their team. You're like, oh, okay, so they've got Olam and whatever, and then they've got who? who how could he so fucking pa- get pa- left out? So Parker and Sully, um, yeah, got it. Um, but yeah. uh, and <laughs> regardless, no, but it it was so bizarre. Like, and the support was huge, but the scoring system that really threw me off as well. Oh, weird, Did eh? you see the score? Yeah, just the yeah, like. Uh, I think they were saying that there was, I don't know, five or six people on 17 points or whatever the fuck it was. It was something that I didn't understand altogether. And the third place, like, well, I mean, not third place getter, but like the top three, that 17 points would have held them in top three as well, like equal top three. But yet they just named top three. So, I mean, I don't know. It was an absolute shambles. It, it was so confusing. They didn't explain any of this at the top of the show, I'm guessing, and I don't know. The Twitter outrage was enough for me to just go, all right, well, I'll steer clear of watching that. It sounds like it was boring as batshit. So, I mean, there's a few confusing things and conflicting things to be said, but um, they did it poorly by the sound of things. What do you think, Tommy, about Olam getting overlooked? Uh, Well, a few things, man. I watched on Fast Forward, basically. I kept sort of skipping ahead, and it was a couple of years ago they had it. They had it the right way. You just give it to the best player. Like they, they'd have a panel and pick the best player. And then a couple of years ago, they decided to go whoever polled the most in the daily M's. They'd give that player in each position the top one. But then things like this, where Olam doesn't really poll against Mel, um, other Melbourne players. So then they came out with the team of the year. So two players get selected, but it's a mixture of there's a panel of six people that get to pick one point and it goes on the daily M. So even if the six people pick someone who had a great year, but I think Olam only had like four points after 17 rounds, he's never going to go past Burton or Manu. And and that's the other thing. Like um, if Joey Manu selects it, like do they count his games at 5-8 or fullback? If they Burton played seven games at halfback, I think Joey Manu played six games out of the half. So if those two players get selected in the um, centre position, then it just doesn't really make sense. It's, it was really confusing, man. I, I thought Olam definitely deserved uh, to be recognised, but would you even go now? Would you get – it sounds like a pity invite because I know – No way. Um, I know in PNG, like, a lot of people heard about it. and He's like it got up there and they were filthy that he wasn't even um, – nominated so yeah it's it's a massive debacle you know what i reckon it is it's since the betting hasn't been allowed like the amount of the amount of tweets and stuff i saw about tips of the brown low and betting around the brown low and when he talking about shaving his head if bontempelli doesn't win and all that like fun stuff and like good fights like i i'm everyone's in lockdown as well but it's still done professionally in the afl and then all because our journos can't like the winner, we just go, no, nah, we can't we can't bet on it. Now that Landy's running the game, he's so good at running betting and racing and people like that. Surely we can go back to betting or like keeping results under lock and key and coming up with a decent system where journos can wait and write a story after the thing gets out instead of leaking and like all this scandal. Like it just seems disgusting, man. Like it, it's really a, a blight on the game. It's shit, isn't it? Um, 
compared to what it used to be, it was like a couple of years ago. It was pretty cool. I liked it. But I understand the whole COVID issue. Was it even last year? Was it last year or the year before they, they just got them standing in front of a green screen and um, made it look like they were talking to them? I thought that was actually pretty cool. Last so year they many, did the virtual so thing. Yeah. You could, you could do it way better. Um, but, Fergo's been given the flick from the eels. So, look, I... I'm a Fergo fan. I love his nose. Um, I think it's a bit stiff. What do you? Where do you think Fergo's going to end up, Tom? His nose is a bit stiff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mate, I don't know about. I don't know about what Coey was saying. I reckon maybe get rid of Manly, bring back the Bears or something. But um, Fergo, I reckon he's. Um, I reckon he's signed with Super Rugby. There's a little bit of whisper that he could be heading to Japan. Can you imagine Fergo in um, just walking the streets of Japan, the the big uh, big bald broken nose, just amongst all the Japanese guys? I can I can see it. I'd love to see Fergo playing Japanese rugby. I think he would carve. I think he'd go right at the rats too. We'll we can we him. can we can pay him up. Um, yeah. Whatever, Fergo. Um, the Ryan James and um, Fog- uh, what's his name have been linked, or I think Ryan James is signed, and was it Fogarty that might be moving, Tom? Yeah, I think um, he might link up with Ricky at Canberra. I mean, they've got Toby Sexton, who's um, looking pretty good at number seven for them, but I don't know. Place maybe maybe with Jaden Campbell playing fullback, that can put Brimson into the six because they've lost Peachy and they've lost Ash Taylor now, so. I don't know if they'll be that willing to get rid of Fogarty, but it's interesting. James, I reckon James at Brisbane's a pretty good one. What I want to throw to you, Zach, is um, a little bit of rumour that Manly are trying to get rid of Marty and bring Aaron in Woods. Aaron Woods and probably Luke Gardner as well. What what would uh. you say if you could get rid of, if you are getting rid of Marty, to bring in two of the players like that? Uh, I I heard a bit of that. I think we, I think we probably will will stick with Marty, but I think we can get Aaron Woods for absolute peanuts, right? And Aaron Woods is good for one thing, and that's running up, turning your back to the defense, and trying to offload. Um, he might be pretty good for the young guys, I know, but if we can get Aaron Woods for like literally peanuts to play 20, 30 minutes, I'm happy to take him. I don't, I hadn't heard Luke Garner, but I don't really want to lose Marty either. Um, I, I've, I've been critical of Marty in the past until another f- big front rower, a friend of mine, told me to look at his stats, and his stats are actually quite good. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on losing Marty, but I also, if we can get Aaron Woods somewhere with that experience, and I'm trust me, I've called Aaron Woods Sharon for as long as I can remember, um, <laughs> <laughs> for a very long time. Um, look, I, I, it's not the worst thing, I don't think. Um, what do you reckon, Coey? We've got shooting for gold just running here, just FYI. We are in the last 100. This is our Zed run horse. Fuck, we're going to come third. Um, in the money, though. Um, Coey, what do you think about Sharon Woods? Um, uh, you can tell when we, it's a contract year, really, couldn't you? I think, I think this is literally the best season he's had. I legitimately do. He's stepped up to the plate and he's played out of his skin for the last at least half the competition. I, I genuinely think he's had a really good season. And, I mean, I would love to keep him, but I think the dollar figure is going to be the real question mark attached to it, I guess. He is on a great wicket right now. I think he's on about 700000 which is 
would you pay him seven hundred thousand again, Tunners? I think you'll probably say no. Um, FYI, just would, quietly, Typhoon Tracy, our other uh, Z Run horse, just got the W. Running, oh, at, running at the same that. time. Um, we've got a stack of these Z Run horses now, but anyway, sorry, keep going. Tunners, I mean, more, more or less, would you re-sign Marty at seven hundred thousand? For how long? Well, I mean, it'll probably be, I guess, two years. years. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Fair enough. I I think that's still overs in my eyes. I mean, I love Marty, but at the same time, I mean, to ask for that money, more or less on the back end of his, I wouldn't say it's quite the twilight years of his career, but I'd say it's more towards the back end of his career. I think he needs to step step down a little bit, uh, especially with the names of Olakowatu and Schuster and, you know, uh, Kepi and all them that's coming through right now. I think we throw a little bit more money at them so we can keep them at the club. Um, as for Luke Garner, I think the uh, – I'm guessing Luke's more of a – he doesn't want to commute because he resides in the northern beaches as it is, so he probably wants to play closer to home. That's my guess. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a weird one because we lose zero yeah. um, this uh, end of this season and – I would have thought that we'd probably want to target someone like Ciro because Ciro is just a battering ram. and He hasn't really been playing and... either. Yeah, I know. He's been injured, but at the same time, his game is more or less, if he is playing, the, the battering ram, come on for 20 minutes, offloads, great carries, great in attack, um, you know, the, a, a impact player, so to speak. It's a bit of a power play that we use Ciro for. So I would have thought, you know, we'd go more in that direction. But Luke Garner will probably bring a bit more longevity to our team, I guess. Um, obviously, not a, nowhere near as big as Ciro because Ciro is just a, just a man mountain. But I guess you get more minutes out of him. He'll probably bring a little bit more experience into that interchange yeah, kind of space fit. that we've got. Um, but outside of that, it, 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 they're two completely different players in my eyes. So, I mean... I wouldn't be against signing Luke Garner, but it'll be interesting how they utilise him in my eyes. So, yeah, that's all i got to really say. Um, Tommy, you said there was um, a couple of punch-ons going to be happening, like another boxing night that's um, getting announced. I can just say that I bought that last rugby league fight, I think, where it highlighted Junior Paulo, Neville Costigan getting killed nearly, fucking Todd Carney, Scott Prince, whatever it was. It was the worst pay-per-view I can't believe I actually paid for it. Um, who we got on? Who we, who's on this card? Have you, what, have you heard any rumours? I remember that pay per view, Zach, and um, how Craig Gower beat Matt Bowen and cost me. That was my multi. Yeah, me seven, too. Yeah, it cost me my multi seventeen hundred dollars. Um, I'll never know. But there's a bit of talk that Tony Staggs has signed on. Um, a couple of others, maybe Josh Alloye against Gow. Um, good luck, Josh. Um, what about Big Big Nelson? Maybe Junior Paulo, a couple of other guys. Who Who would you guys like to see? Like, if you could pick anyone, a bit of maybe Matt Lodge, yeah. uh, Jared Wallace, or I'd like those to see sort of guys. Like Gal versus Will Chambers. What about like a featherweight as well? Like, a, I'll, I'll um, have to see halfbacks go at um, each other. Or what's something. that? Yeah. What's that angry guy from Brisbane? Tyson Gamble. Tyson Gamble against like the fullback from um, Penrith, oh, yeah. Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> Edwards. Yeah, just a real featherweight. Just 
just jabs going. That that'd be pretty Jayden good. Campbell. Or um, Jaden Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> Straight into the deep end. I mean, I love to see the halfbacks go at each other because usually they DCE they start the fight, they start the fight, and then they disappear into back play yeah, somehow because be the big boys get in the, in between them. But it's like WWE. Yeah. Some music comes out and they just start out. Someone else takes over. <laughs> I'd love a, to a see little rumour that Cheese was a um he was a he could blue. up and coming champion um boxer while he was playing footy and he little rumour he might have signed on as well. I'd like to see him maybe box someone. Um, who would you fight him against? I mean, I don't know what weight class or any of that, but I mean who, oh, who, Joey, what? Joey Le Lua. I'd oh, love to see anyone punch him. Oh, that'd I'd be just great. love to see it. Can we just bring back Brent Tate and get his fucking head kicked in? Can't call Brent Tate or maybe like Justin about, Hodges. What about um, Wayne Bennett versus Nathan uh, Ivan Cleary? That'd be a alright one. Mate, Wayne Bennett would be like weekend at Bernie's. Emotion, emotionally, fucking... emotionally, Wayne would just yeah. kill him. Or maybe just a duel. I mean, he looks like Clint Eastwood. Maybe just a piss of the dawn or something. A, a shirt off. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood. Um, all right, so we've got a couple of games this weekend, so we might have a look. Um, Manly obviously playing Friday night up against the Rabbitohs. For some bizarre reason, Coe, we're not favourites. Um, I've literally done, I reckon, upwards, I'm okay of, with it. About upwards of 10 bets, and everything has included Manly to win. So I'm chips in on Manly. Manly are two fifteen. Souths are $1.70. The Lions, whatever, it's one and a half, means nothing. Um, there's some good matchups, obviously. Uh, Tommy on fire. This Blake Taft guy is a good fullback. He's a young star. He's apparently a freak at touch footy as well. So he's playing pretty well. Um, Saab on the wing for us. Garrick on the wing. Johnson and uh, Jackson Paulo. I heard che- I heard Sauce was going to come back, but he hasn't been named. Um, look, the matchups in the halves as well. Reynolds and Walker versus, versus Foran and Cherry Evans. Foran's been playing really well. Um, I think what we're, I think the Souths are going to do is that they've probably got it over us in the forward pack. Um so we're going to have to really step up. Cam Murray has scored, I think, last three times. He's played Manly. Mark Nichols is flying. Damien Cook's a freak. You know, Jaden Sewer's good. I think, to me, and they've even got like Benji and stuff on the bench. But to me, we've got we've got a pretty stacked team as well. Um, we're playing really well. We've got Dylan Walker on the bench who's been flying. Literally every time he comes on, he's either scored or set up a try. Um, to me, and I'm not... Being biased or whatever, give me the two fifteen every day of the week for Manly over the dollar seventy Souths. Um, I'll go Tom, then I'll go Kohai. Tom, what do you think? It's tough, man. I, I've sort of been a bit um in an iron all week. I look, I I know you guys aren't going to agree, but what Gerd said is pretty accurate. That oh, you guys haven't beaten much. No, nah, man. Like <laughs> he's right. He's right. You guys haven't beaten anyone. But what he, what he says is true. But at the same time, like, if you're going to beat someone out of the top three teams, it's going to be Souths. And Souths have been beaten by 50 by Melbourne and Penrith. And I know they beat Penrith a couple of weeks ago. But if Manly are on, I, I definitely can see them beating Souths. The big thing is going to be your right-hand side. How are you going to defend against that hot attacking left-hand side. It's the best in the comp. That's our Sydney side. Cody Walker. Cody I know the trail's not there yet. Johnson and even Gagai in there as well. Um, that's going to be the big thing. Desi's record in prelim speaks for itself. He's never lost one as a player, never lost one as a coach. But 
it's Wayne Bennett and it could be his last well, it is his last chance to um, win one, and it might be for a couple of years if he's not going to coach for 2023. So, uh, I think it's re- I think it's going to be really close. Um, what's the lines at? One, one and a half. half. Yeah, I reckon overs and maybe either team one to twelve, or either team one to six in your um try betting things. I think it's going to be really close. I'm probably going to have to go south. So I just think the week off might just help them. But um, And their whole bench is just going really well. Like Tom Burgess is, uh, came off the bench a couple of weeks ago. was really good. But they only got some throbbers off the bench. As you said, Dylan Walker been playing really well. But I think everyone needs to be on for Manly uh, to beat this south side. Luckily, they're all going to be on, aren't they, Coey? Do we win 1-12 wow. or 13+. plus? I'm going to stick with the 1-12 to 12 again. Much of the last week, and I'm I'll be happy if we're if I'm proven wrong and we win by thirty, right? But I genuinely think that the I think the biggest asset going into this game is that the fact that we're underdogs. I think I think that's a real good take. Then there's less pressure on us going into this game. Um, we experienced the wrath of uh, Melbourne a couple of weeks ago, and I think we're better for the that matchup. Um, the boys will know that they're going to be the South team are going to be watching that tape over and over again to see how Melbourne defended against us and how they dealt with Tommy and this and the other. But I, I'm guessing that Des is going to do the opposite and you know see and exploit what we can with the South backline. I think Tom, uh, Tommy and Zach, you already touched on the the middle is going to be very very crucial for us. Um. Our four pack really needs to measure up against South's four pack, and if we if we do, I think we're a really really good chance. I think um, Cooper Cronk, I think the other night on three sixty or whatever it was, made a good point saying, you know, yeah, the left side or the right side or this and the other. Why don't we just have a shifting line and you know, just have a essentially an interchangeable, and we'll stack one side if the play goes on to that side and more or less reverse it and. Confuse South Sydney. I think it can be achievable to a certain degree. I obviously wouldn't play that card every time, but if they've practiced something defensively in that kind of realm, they should be able to hold out South's left edge. Um, Attacking-wise, I mean, yeah, Tommy is a key. No, everyone knows that. Uh, that's why he's the you know the Daily M candidate and so forth. He's just everything to that team right now. And we've slowly but surely tried to work out how we can work, not necessarily without Tommy, but utilise Tommy as more of a, a regular player in the squad rather than being Tommy Turbo. Uh, I think we're slowly piecing that together. And I, I know he had a huge game last week, but saying that I think his actual overall input wasn't as huge as some of the 40 nils and the 50-somethings that we've had in the last two months. I think that the players were shared around a little bit more. They were trying to work and progress towards a, not necessarily a life without Tommy, but imagine if Tommy, you know, was to have a shit game, what can we do about Impossible. it? And I think uh, they were trying to piece out that and iron it out, so to speak. So they are working on set plays to use Tommy as a decoy, Tommy 
could just be not included at all. And, you know, we saw the likes of Brad and um But Coey, Morgan that's Harper. what you guys were doing. That's what you guys were doing against Melbourne and it just didn't it just didn't work. I think you just gotta stick to what works for you guys. I think I think no, but I, no, if but you I try think, if you try all this no, stuff I, then you get too focused on it. And you just think, go away no, with it. No, 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 but what I'm saying, Tommy, is that we I think we overtried in that game. I think it has to naturally come. And I think that's the whole process of ironing this out. I think we were trying to force the play without Tom within that Melbourne game. So I think I think that's last what, week... That's what I mean, Coe, that you need to just come out and just not even think about that sort of stuff. It's just going to, like like the Penrith Parra game the other day, it's going to be a bash-up fest. There's going to be a softening-out period of maybe 40 minutes. you just got to be in the fight, keep fighting like that. And then when defences are starting to get tired, you can bring on a Dylan Walker, then you can try some of this other stuff. If you're, oh, if you're trying it from the get-go, which is what Manly were doing the other night and then uh, against Melbourne, you're dropping the ball early and you're just, you're just not on your game. But that's, what I'm saying, Tommy, Tommy, disregard what you just said because I'm just saying that they're working towards that, but I'm not saying they should force it on them. I'm just saying that they should have options and that's what they've been working on for the entirety of the last month. So I'm not saying force it on them. Let the things happen. Do the like the the smart things within the game of play. Don't fucking force the pass or the offload or the this and the other. Just work up the middle for the first three tackles. Go to the edges. Work with what we've got and defend well is pretty much what it comes down to. So they'll do the small things right and the big picture will come together. So not saying to forget Tommy is there. We'll definitely utilise him if the play is there. But I'd say don't be so heavily reliant on him. I think that's what they've been working on. And I think that we, he was definitely on the forefront of last week's game. But they were in that kind of little bit of a period of – they were still working things out last week. And that's what I love about this week's game because I'm sure training uh, – training wouldn't have been that uh, physical this week is my guess. I think it would have been a lot of watching tapes. A lot of watching tapes. And it's just trying to figure out how do we, you know, slowly niggle our way into the game. We'll do everything that we've done last week, but finding the little key points of the game where we can absolutely dominate and then count on a victory. And that's what I want to see, a W at the end of the day. Everyone wants to see a W at the end of the day. And I think we, I think we do. At the same time, we probably do have to rely a bit on Tom. And I think a lot of the thing yeah. that might, might work is like bombs to the corner for Saab. Like fuck, I think he's just if that works. He's he's he towers over nearly every winger he gets, and he's pretty good under the high ball. So thirteen plus for me, Saab and Tommy to cross. So I think Saab. I think we're going to be putting bombs up to whoever, whichever winger he's marking. I don't know. It's probably Johnston, but mate, bomb to Saab. Try time, in my opinion. Um, I just want to mention something that we put out um, two things. So this isn't um, isn't secret knowledge, but on tab we took a bet today of twelve grand on Manly to win, Tommy to score a try. Someone someone did that, but also the the money we're holding at tab is thirty seven percent Manly and sixty three percent Rabbitohs. So that's generally what happens when when it's dollar seventy and two ten. Um, but we move to the Storm and Penrith game, right? So Storm are favourites. Penrith. Um, I'll go to you, Tom. What do you think our hold is in the head-to-head market, um, Melbourne v Penrith? What do you think it is? What, what are the prices at the moment? Percentage-wise, um, price standby. We are at a dollar thirty-three and three thirty-five. Maybe a 
90, 90, 10. 94%, yeah. <laughs> 94% Storm, 6% Panthers. That's fucking, that's pretty Mate, unusual I, for a I, final. Yeah. You know, like I, I really hate talking Melbourne. I, I really hope. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm so nervous, especially in a prelim final. I I really hope they win. But uh, like Penrith, Penrith have come off really too hard games. They haven't looked great, but it's still, I still managed to win last week. I think they're going to be sore. Um, this is Melbourne's first time all year that they've had their best squad available. Yep. Like, that's pretty ridiculous. And it's the week in before the grand final. Like, the, I guess the thing with, with Storm, like you just said, the best best the best 17, your bench is so fucked. We said it last week. The fact that you can have Harry Grant, Kamikamika, Nelson, and Nico Hines on your bench is just sickening. Yeah, man. It's... um. Yeah, and just when cheese comes off and you think you're gonna yeah. gonna get a little break around the rock, then Harry Grant comes on and he's just he just gives him more energy. Just when you think Jesse Bromage, Balfinokin, and Christian Welsh, Welsh are getting oh, a bit on, tired, you bring on Big Nelson. You're just like, are you guys serious? I actually, I, I can't see a world where Penrith don't include um, Spencer Lino. I think he's been a great prop off the bench. He was enormous. Yeah. And they've named him in 18 or something. And Is Toto going to play? See, uh, surely. Surely Toto plays. If you said Toto, if you knew you only had Toto for one more game this year, yeah, you've got to play him this game. Yeah. So you've got to play him this game, don't you? So you're Naden. Because yep. honestly, like really objectively, if whoever wins, it is it going to be Melbourne or Penrith are going to be favourite in the grand final? Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, and on top of that, oh, last week, if he was in that side, he could have been the difference. It genuinely could have been yeah. the difference for that uh, Parramatta game. And Nate's I think played that, well. Nate's played well, but I mean, I don't think he's got the X factor that Toto does. Uh, think, do you even drop Momorowski? No, he I, I think he's been playing well. At times. Do you reckon? I uh, think he's uh, been same, good. Same, but so is so Naden. Yeah, I think Momorowski's had too much game time this year compared to Naden. I think I don't think they'll move him. I don't. Know. I just think he's been pretty good. Yeah, I think the Olam's going to run a muck though in the centres. Mate, I, I really, I really hope so. I, I, I love the fact that Okar back as well. Um, Munster, we haven't really seen him. I think his best game was probably two games ago. The last game, and yeah. he wasn't oh, even yeah, the no, best. Okay. He wasn't even the best on. Paddy, um, how good are the halves though? Like, so you've got Munster Hughes up against Luai and Cleary, and the other game, Reynolds, Walker, DCE, Foran. Like, all games are just fucking the best halves. The stacked. What, what do you make? Apparently, Melbourne, I, I only read like articles, but apparently, Melbourne have come out and said Penrith, Penrith, the spug of the refs through the week. Is it just a little playoff thing? So, yeah, probably. Um, Penrith, Penrith, uh, can't get away with all these other tactics, like especially like the chat against Stouts and there was that um blue eye on Mitch Moses play last week and Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how it's reft and the afternoon factor I think it's gonna be spoken about as well. It's gonna be a really fast game. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Four o'clock. Yeah. Um oh, I I think 
the storm at the line. They were, I think, a minus six and a half to begin with, which was a sickening steal. I think they're nine and a half now. I think the storm are going to be far too strong. Um, I think, especially with the week off as well. Um, I just think they're the fucking key team. I just, I just can't see a world in me that they don't win by at least seven points. So you could even like pick your own line or whatever. There, I think they will. I think they will walk this one in. What do you reckon, Coey? I genuinely think that yeah, Mel- Melbourne win this, and um, I'll, I don't know about how convincing. I think it will be convincing. Something tells me like they've just got to be battered and bruised, Penrith from last week's battle, and. That just, I mean, if anyone knows how to capitalise off a battered and bruised team, it's it's Melbourne. Their attack is so brutal and lethal. They they don't leave any un, a stone unturned. So I just think they win. And I think I think the biggest key matchup is literally going to be in the halves. I think whoever has the best, whether it's a kicking game or a passing game, I'm not sure. But you know, the week off that Melbourne had is going to be an absolute advantage. And I'd imagine Melbourne. Big boppers are going to be running straight at Cleary all game. So, yeah, I, Cleary's, I just, Cleary's got to really be up. Yeah, like, he's bad yeah, shoulder yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I think it's going to be a battle of halves. And the in terms of the rest and the fitness factor, I just think that Melbourne are just going to dominate in that position. And I think they will win. Um, how much? I don't know, but they will win. Melbourne 13 um, plus, perhaps Hughes, Harry Grant. There you go. You imagine Melbourne Manly Grand Final might make the podcast next week a bit more <laughs> entertaining, wouldn't it? Mate, it would be so good. And not not to forget that someone win, someone very close to myself is on at a hundred to one for Manly to win the comp. So I'll be. Have you looked at the cash out? No, 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 no way. It's a ticket as well. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you use a ticket for nowadays? Yeah, exactly. So I was just, just sitting there. So. I did it at the I did it at the pub like in fuck when was round three or four or whatever it was. Anyway, it's a, it's a good sweat. Um, right, well that's me. I reckon I reckon they win. I reckon they win thirteen plus and a couple of the try scorers. Like I said, um, it's gonna be a sick game. These two games, I'm really pumped. Um, but that's rugby league. Um, something else that is uh, quite big and we don't often talk about it is the AFL Grand Final. So Tom is probably more knowledgeable on this than uh, Kohai and myself, a uh, big Giants fan. But to me, I've spoken to a few people, Tommy, and they've said um, that it's re- the market doesn't really reflect it. They said it's more of a flip of a coin. The Demons are $1.65, the Western Bulldogs are two twenty five, And I heard that you know either Melbourne will pump them or the Dogs will like win a close one. What are your thoughts against this game? Yeah, I probably can say that. I can I can see a world where the D's win close as well. I can't see I can't see a game where the Western Bulldogs pump them. I think it's going to be close either way. Um, and I think Western Bulldogs at the price are the bet. Um, it's going to be really really interesting to see a grand final in Perth in that new stadium. I saw um, a bit of the advertising today. They've got. Can't remember the exact um, lineup for the halftime, but they've got three decent bands and a massive rumor that Sasha Baron Cohen could be the halftime entertainment as well really? as Freddie Mercury. Oh. Um, now, people, I don't know if people know, but he, like, if you ever seen that movie about um, Bohemian Rhapsody, he was originally down to play Freddie Mercury, and then there was all this drama because he wanted to play more as Freddie and. They wanted to make it more as the band, so he had to leave. So that'd be really interesting if that happens. But more of the more about the game is um, Bulldogs. 
I think the Bulldogs with the two weeks off, it really helps them. They sort of they won the comp the first um year that you had the week off from the finals and they won it from seventh. So they they give it a um they're all every time they play and I think with a bit of a rest that they can win it. But in saying that the the demons demons have really been good all year and you wouldn't be surprised if they won. But the demons haven't um, won a I just think, premiership since like nineteen sixty four or something. Yeah, so the the pressure's gonna be on. Maybe it's a good thing it's not in Melbourne because I reckon they'd be feeling the pressure a lot more if if it was. But um yeah, I'll go I'll go the Bulldogs at the price and I think Bailey Smith he won that n- nice close game against Brisbane a couple of weeks ago. I think he's fifteen dollars for the Norm Smith, so I'd make that my bet. Okay. Um Koha, you have any any idea or any input on some AFL? Uh, I'm just filling out the bet slip as Tom just convinced me, so I'll be on the dogs. <laughs> All right, dogs it <laughs> is. Um, love your AFL. So another thing um, I want to talk about is the Wallabies. So all three of us, are, we are rugby fans, but I guess less so in the last like five, ten years. But I watched the game on the weekend. I watched the last two games, actually. Um, we beat the world champions twice. Um, both times we were paying $3 plus um, head-to-head markets. We the, the game on the weekend, so Quaid's obviously back. Quaid won the game for us pretty much in the first game. Michael Hooper came out. He's still flying. He's the most capped captain of all time. And the try, the fact that you've got Marika Korobiti on the wing, he is so good and so hard to tackle. I don't know if you boys were watching it live, but watching Taniela Tupo make that break and do the no-look pass to set up Korobiti was fucking unbelievable. Watching it live, I didn't even see him pass it. This bloke is like 5'10". He's 135 kilos. And if you've seen his schoolboy highlights, which I watched maybe five, six years ago, he was running 80 and scoring tries left, right, and center. He played 77 minutes as a front rower on the weekend. Tommy, did you watch the game? No, mate, I, I, I didn't get to see a lot of it because it was sort of just as I was finishing work. and um, But, I, mate, I, yeah, they, they've been really good. I, I saw the highlights and they've looked really good. I think Remy, I think Remy's been the big key. He's um, given a bit of faith into some young young guys and not just um, relying on the old heads. But when, the, when he has relied on the old heads, they've been really good. Like Quaid coming back last week and icing the game. O'Connor's mentality has changed and not been afraid to bring him around these young guys who who have come in and done a good job. Well, I think he's still battling that injury. He's named on the bench, O'Connor. Yeah, they went with research. um, Yeah, yeah, I I think he can come on and do something. So, as you're right, Corabetti is basically a flanker playing on the wing. Like, he he could easily find himself in the scrums. He's he's rucking mauling and doing everything. He's such a hard man. They're, they've been playing really well. I think Nick White's been really good for him. Service um, at halfback and just directing the line a bit as well. And their pack's been unreal. Yeah. So it, it's really good to see the Wallabies playing really well. I, and I think Argentina give them a bit of a fight as well. Um, I think it's a bit closer than the market has it. Um, but I think it'll be a couple of good games. I think it clashes with the AFL grand final yeah, too. I don't I think, think many people have been watching that. Oh, oh, wouldn't you love just a Sunday Arvo game the oh, no. next couple of weeks when there's nothing on the Sunday? Well, like, how how dumb is the scheduling the being? On there. The storm the the storm game was going to be playing at the same time as the AFL Grand Final and the Wallabies all on the same night. Like, isn't this like? Yeah, well, going? they changed that, and then I think the way they've done it is because 
they're playing in North Queensland and Saturday night's the best for all the people in the surrounding suburbs. So on the Saturday they can get there, stay the night, Sunday they can go right. home. Still. So many people travel for there. I still I just personally I'd love to see a Sunday game just yeah. um Sunday Arvo. It, it, it would make it sick. Oh perfect. Coe, did you watch the watch the game? I most certainly did. Uh, it was on replay. It, it was a great live, game, but it was actually really entertaining. And it, it was we we already touched on um, how the first game was against the Springboks, and we thought it was you know a little bit. Oh, I mean, it was it was a great ga- a Man, great it's a, win by the boys. After the post, <laughs> after the sign. yeah, but it, the first half was a bit yeah. mediocre. Yeah. But yeah. It, you saw the whole just. The whole game change in this second matchup. I thought it was just good start to finish. Um, it's just really exciting, and yeah, the boys actually showed up. And obviously, coming off the back of the Bledisloe and everything else, and how that went down, I think the boys just went, "Boys, we got nothing to lose. We're facing the world number ones. They win game one and go, fuck, we've got confidence. We can actually win this. You know, like we've got a whole new level of confidence." It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't this and the other. They believe in themselves, and you can really see the transpire that transpire through the team. And it was, I'm not going to say that the rugby's back like it was back in the early 2000s, late 90s, but it just kind of had that feeling, that winning feeling where, you know, regardless if we were down, up, level, doesn't matter. The boys were going to put 110% in. That's just kind of the feeling of that I got, and it was actually really good to watch as a replay. Yeah, I'm all for the boys. The fact that we were we we got behind a little bit and then just stormed yeah. home with double Corobedi was um bloody good. Hopefully, we can get another two Ws against the uh, Pumas. Um, boys, yeah. I don't know how much you follow UFC, but Volkanovski is having a blue on the weekend against Ortega. Um, it was supposed to happen earlier in the year, but I think um Volkanovski got um COVID. Um, but he's a freak, mate. He was actually on the Matty Johns show the other week too. He's um he's a pretty short favourite at um dollar fifty five. Ortega's two forty five. Um, I think I'll be watching this just because um there's a couple of other good fights on the card as well. But Tommy, you watch much of Volkanovski? Mate, yeah, I've seen a couple of interviews with him. I think he's um he's an old gorilla gorilla. Yeah, he's a he was. Bit of a rugby league yeah. fan, and he, he used to be a prop, and now he's um. Now he's really fit and he, he's a good sort of wrestler as well. So I'd like to see him do well for the Aussies. And um, he's in Vegas and he's he's already talking about winning and going to rip in in Vegas afterwards. So, mate, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hopefully he can win and bring the belt back home to Australia. Coe, are you UFC man? Not really. I mean, I'll be bland. I mean, I, I watch it at the pub, but uh, in terms of, Drawing form lines or matchups or anything. I mean, everyone loves seeing a, a good blue. Who doesn't, really? <laughs> um, so I'm there for all that. But in terms of, I mean, I want to see the Aussie bring the belt back, like Tommy said. I mean, yeah, body oath. I mean, imagine if the pub was open, it would be fantastic to watch. But yeah, I can't say I've got a high involvement. <laughs> Yeah, that's so right, least. mate. I think he's going to punch his face in, and that's exactly what his headline was. He goes, I'm going to punch the douchebag in the face. So if that's your headline, and that's Perfect. what you're doing for a gig when you're actually supposed to punch Brian Ortega in the face, I hope he does it. $1. fifty-five might have to snap it up. All right, um, anything else, boys? Anything we have missed? I've got one. Tommy, yep. you got anything? Um, you go first, 
I just want to touch on Ben Simmons, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck hell. Mate, it's an absolute fucking shambles. I don't know what to think of it now. Like, Not doing himself just, any favours, eh? I can understand to a certain degree, right, like his frustration and like he, he's got still multiple years left with Billy, but the way that they finished the season last year and how he got spoken to and about by the media in regards to his finals performance and I can see – why he's done it, but at the same time, mate, like, it's just like, it, this is an absolute shit fight. Like, you don't, it's been a while since something like this, especially in Australian of that, of that note, really, like, to be in the limelight so heavily in NBA out of all sports, really, um, mate, I, I genuinely don't know what to do or what to feel about the situation. It's just frustrating for all the fans, I think, um, I think everyone was under the impression that he was going to leave and find a new team during the off season. Now he's not even going, he's literally just reneged on everything and just gone, I'm not going to train with him. I'm not going to do anything with him. I, I, I want to move on. And it's, it's an official statement from both the coach and himself. So in terms of, is it the media making all this bullshit up? No, it's not. It's, it's him and the coach and all the team saying this. And then all of a sudden, Doc Rivers, the coach, comes out and goes, oh, I back uh, – not necessarily – he didn't say I backflip on this, but he, he literally just goes, oh, I want him back. I w- I'd love to see him play for Philadelphia. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is just already a mess as it is. Such an absolute a media, a media circus as it is. Like, it, it's got, it's almost got an uh, NRL feel how media circus this is. Um I genuinely don't know where this is going to go. GWS, so Golden State Warriors, um, not GWS, <laughs> GSW. Um, people have got fined out of that side for more or less mis- misspoken words. Um, and I, I genuinely don't know where he's going to go. He was initially going to go to Houston. There was a little offer, maybe up for grabs. Possibly a trade deal. Now that's off the table. I think all the teams are literally steering clear until the dust settles. Because well, I mean, why would you want to step into the ring when it's an absolute shitstorm? So I don't blame anyone unless they're going to pick up an absolute steal, which they're not. Because Ben Simmons is a great player. Is worth definitely the maybe not the full price tag that is worth, which is absolutely astronomical to say the least, but. Yeah, I mean, for all I know, he might not even get a game in this year at this stage. I, I reckon Philadelphia won't be able to offload him and he won't play a game. That, that's currently where we stand. So it's imagine $150 million sitting on your bench and just going nowhere with it. Yeah, it's pretty tilted. That's what's happening. It's, it's fucked. And, I mean, a lot of fans and, you know, you've been working at the tab, you've seen the holds that NBA has. It's the biggest. In yeah, in general, um, it, it's it's very annoying to say the least. Uh, I hope you didn't make a futures bet <laughs> as of late for um, Philadelphia to win the NBA championship because they're definitely missing a piece of the puzzle and a media shitstorm like this never goes down well in Mate, a team's just, morale. Um, yeah, it's just like he didn't – and he goes to the Olympics with the Aussies and he shows up tongue and sunburned at Wimbledon. He just doesn't give a fuck and – 
it just sort of seems like he's he's getting a bit of a high life now. It's a bit um it's a bit of a shame, but hopefully he can turn around and like it's um, got a, make a bit of a name for himself. But it's uh, it's a bit of a debacle, man. It's got a real feeling of Tomich at the moment. Um, yeah. Um, I don't want to say it because I don't. We haven't heard the full story from Ben Simmons and this and the other. We've seen what Tomich can get up to and has done in the past, but. This is what it's kind of it's his his actual reputation is tippy toeing between good and bad at the moment, and I just don't know what to feel about it. I just hope he plays a game next season. Yeah, it's a fucking bizarre one, eh? Um, yeah. What did you haven't told me anything? No, I was just going to say as well. We we could see a fight between a couple of the American golfers as well. Um, oh yeah. Uh, just Bryson just being a jerk and. Um, They've all got to play together to win a win the uh, Ryder Cup, which will be a bit interesting. But I think America will do it. But it, that's another thing we got over the weekend to watch as well. It's just going to be chockers full of sport and racing, which um, I'm up for. There's so much. There's so much going on. Plus, there's like the soccer on the night, and then there's the Labor Cup in the tennis as well. So like world versus Europe. Yeah, it's fucking all happening. Yeah, just have a great punting weekend, really. <laughs> cool. Anything oh, tennis, Coey. I've got I've got a three legger. Um, I have included Melbourne, but nothing to do with the actual result itself. Um, so I've got the two league same gamer with Manly and Tommy to score. Um, into Josh Addo's car to score any time, which I think is actually overs. It's probably the highest price has been all year at a dollar eighty five, boys. And then I've taken Tommy's tip with uh, Western Bulldogs to lob. But by one to thirty-nine points, and that'll give you a cheeky sixteen bucks. Sixteen. What would you say? Uh, what's um out of car? A dollar eighty-five. Yes, please. I like it. I think I think that's overs, right? I don't know about. I mean, Tommy's probably going to be impartial to it, but a dollar eighty-five is probably one of the highest prices we've seen for out car to score any time. I know it's against Penrith, and I know it's again it's in the uh, preliminary final, but a dollar eighty-five that seems tasty. Dollar. I think Johnson's the same in the South game. So, um, yeah, it's just finals. Yeah, they are very tasty odds. All right. Well, um, I'll jump in as well then. So, I've gone Volkanovski to win. Um, Manly game, I've gone Manly head-to-head, Saab to score. And then we go to the Storm game. We go Man- Melbourne 13+, plus, Paps and Harry Grant, both to score. You're getting 50-1. to one. All right, mate. 50 to 1. Throw it in there. <laughs> Why not? Why not? 50 to 1. All right. Thank you, boys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Good luck on the punt. Punt away, mate. Let's do it.